Testing. My headphones aren't working. Your voice is coming in just great. You sound amazing. Aw. Or did you know that for Pootie? Susie, this is our first podcast together, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Whoa. It's a record day. I'll mark it on my calendar. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. You're going to have, I don't know, 20 minutes of us just talking and shooting the shit to delete from the front end of this. That's okay. So. I am so sorry. My computer would not boot up. Is That's it better not now? good. No, it finally did. Oh, good. Okay. That is good. Um, That's better. Oh, hello there. It's been a while. We've missed you. Season 40 is here, and it's gonna be a doozy. Buckle up. Stranded is back. 36 days, 40 castaways, two co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in the Aegean Sea, and I'm your host, Pootie. Today, we're joined by alumni of Stranded, Susie, who originally played in Stranded in Kuril Islands. It's a Gian. Did you all tell Otto happy birthday on his birthday for the birthday podcast? Happy birthday, Otto. They said happy and hi, birthday, Julie. Oh, did they say it on his birthday? Yes. And I came yes. in and asked you. Yes. Okay. Then I'm, hey, oh. buddy. And also uh, my <laughs> wife, but also uh, Lavita, who originally played in Isolated and later stranded for victory. Happy birthday, Otto. Today we're going to take a look back at the uh, mega merge of Stranded in the Aegean Sea and the lead up to the real merge, the final merge. So we have a lot to go over. Plenty of councils to talk about. I guess let's just start with the mega merge. I think it went well. I don't. Nobody quit. Yeah, and we had a lot of "I hate you, but this is great" comments, which I, is the best reaction you can get from a player, being like, "Wow, this sucks. I have so many more people to beat." But also, "Wow, you guys did this and completely surprised me." So I don't think anybody expected it. And I think the way we did it, too, worked really well. Definitely well executed. I think Jacob was the most upset with us about daring to do this to him. He was quite yeah. indignant. He, can, he can't read, so I understand his frustration. He read that uh, right. We did, we did pull one over on him. Yes, basically, we started off by asking, we told everyone, oh, you're merging, congrats. You've reached the merge. We got um, about 10 minutes to talk. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, okay, for the first merge twist, does anyone uh, want to go on a new adventure? We need four volunteers. Those players will receive immunity, but we did warn them that it would be uh, a risk. There was a risk involved. While those four from each game were whisked away, we brought them to the new forums first. And they were the first to find out like, oh, we're going to be a new tribe. And there's also 24 people here, <laughs> which I thought was a really cool way to do it. I think that was actually Levita's suggestion to do it that way. Was it? Yay, go me. I'm so smart. Let's yeah, give her credit. Um, yeah, so, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if it was someone else, sorry. But uh, yes, we eased into it that way. I thought that was pretty, a pretty cool way of doing it. And then mm -hmm. we brought in the rest of the, the tribe, the remaining people who, who would stay on a tribe together, into two tribes of eight, making up Crete and Rhodes. I'm not going to go through all the tribe lists. You can look that up. We'll go through it as we talk about them. But yes, we had a Crete tribe, a Rhodes tribe, and the new Gyaros tribe, which featured four from each game very interesting way to start those eight did receive immunity they would not have to go to this first tribal council where crete and Rhodes tribes would have to go so it says 
Players are in shock and awe at the reveal and quickly figure out the new tribe dynamics. Most of Gyaros just focuses on meeting new people, as until today, they didn't know half of their tribe mates existed. On Crete, the tide seems uh, to turn against group, the group of Jay, Jessica, and Taylor. Stephanie and Bradley are excited to be reunited, but others in the tribe aren't as sure how they feel about Stephanie. Brett is also perceived as a wild card to many, but overall, the target looks more focused on Jessica. On Rhodes, OG Mausolus has the majority and they intend to keep it. Lindsay and Will especially look to target Erica or Ricard because JD worked with them last round. Rodney also plans to work with JD to fulfill an earlier Final Two dream. A lot changed in, in one day. <laughs> yes. And then the next day happened. Obviously, Gyaros is immune, but the dynamics emerge as Rhodes members, especially Jeannie and Brad, buttheads. Wendell realizes that tonight is the last night his idol can be used and decides to transfer it to Jay on Crete since Gyaros is safe from tribal council. So that's when the fun really begins because on Crete, Jay receives the idol from Wendell uh, and realizes he can play more aggressively and set a plan in motion. He convinces Morgan and James to go against Stephanie and vice versa with all of OG Zakros claiming they will vote with that group. Jessica goes along with the plan to vote Stephanie, assuming she will be eliminated. Instead, Jay entrusts Brett and Taylor with a plan to use Stephanie to split the votes on James and Morgan. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> While he uses his idol to save Stephanie. So Jay's plan goes exactly how he wants. He saves Stephanie and sends James out in the revote. In the chaos of the idol play, Jessica and Taylor illegally message each other and their chats are exposed to the tribe. It's also worth noting, I believe this is the time that Jessica did not vote. Is that what caused the uh, tie? No, Jessica next votes next. here. Later. Yeah, you- Jessica tries to vote for Jay because she's so mad he played the idol on Stephanie. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Okay. So this vote, James gets two votes, Morgan gets two votes, Jessica gets it's one vote, and Stephanie receives three votes. Stephanie gets idled. The two Morgan and James votes tie. And in the re-vote, it's five for James and one for Jay, which did not count. That was Jessica's vote. By the way, total redemption arc for Jessica after our initial frustrations. I think we've just leaned in on her character. And uh, shout out to her video confessionals because they're very endearing. Yeah, I think once we realized that Jessica was 100% just the person that she is, it makes it easier to just love her again. Yeah, I think we're just in for the ride at this point. As herself, she's very endearing. I, before you know who she is, not so much. And no one else knows really who she is. It's showing little parts of herself to other parents and people she's really closely aligned to. She's starting to come out of her sort of privacy shell a little bit and talk about what groups she's involved with, her nonprofit, her kid, and uh, just becoming more endearing. But this tribal, I was just so impressed with Jay's ability to finagle such a complex yes. plan. Yeah, I'd say and Jay then, is, and to have it work. Jay's got to be one of the, uh, the better players I've seen. Which, we talked about more and more just Jay doing the right things at the right times. And in this little summary, like I did read, he convinced Morgan and James to go against Stephanie. I'm not, James will tell you in the pre jury podcast, I'm sure, that he turned on Stephanie himself and went to Jay. Jay was just able to use it to his advantage. They both um, took credit. 
either way, though, Jay's the one to receive the idol. Jay has been pushing a lot of plans this season. And as we see Mm -hmm. without James, he's incredibly impressive later on. So I'm inclined to give him credit here as well. But we see a lot of these games and we've seen a lot of players. And I think rarely am I impressed with a brand new player on, especially like such, such a young player in these games on their first stranded game because even i think back to uh, ziggy who's a similar player Mm -hmm. to jay i would think uh a little different in play style but i see uh, but like a younger player who's aggressive i think ziggy's first season in isolated was pretty rough so it's pretty rare that we get a player uh, of this caliber coming out swinging and a cast this large and their first game of stranded so kudos to jay Yeah, Yeah, and it's not just that he's playing big, but he's playing big, I think, at the right times. We'll talk as we go more through this kind of pre-merge segment of Aegean, but he has to like lay really low at certain points, and he knows when to do that, and he does it. So I think that's important. He does. He's not like this huge target. So it's just something we see, which is crazy. Jay is also one of our youngest players at 19. Right. And Australian. Uh, Mm -hmm. On Rogues, Lindsay and Will get nervous about how much JD and Rodney seem to be talking. Their paranoia gets the better of them, and they go to Shireen and Haley and target JD. Uh, JD truthfully tells Lindsay and Will he's voting for Rodney, and they use that information to get Rodney to vote JD. Even though Erica is aware of the plan, she votes in the minority, with JD going with six votes and Ronnie staying with only two votes against him. Yeah, yeah kind of sad because JD like finally showed up and gave us the goods and then yeah. was qu- quickly chopped off at the knees for it. Hey, I appreciate the effort out of JD. Yeah, and this yeah, was, was not nice a great again. move from Lindsay and Will either because JD like came to life in order to help them and then they immediately turn on him the next time they can. Yeah, and they get themselves in a bad position too. A really bad position. Yeah, this is definitely the start of Lindsay's maybe targeting the wrong people arc. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next episode. In Immunity Challenge number eight, it's the Relay Race, where tribes must work together to count to 100. Only one tribe will be safe from Tribal Council. Crete messes up early, which leaves them out of the running. Ultimately, Rhodes is too slow, and Gyaros wins immunity, led by Jacob. Before they leave for the challenge, Dominic whispers to Morgan, who draws some unwanted attention. On Gyaros, Brad fails to make connections with Jacob, Dominic, or Wendell, who are the tight trio on that tribe. Jeannie and Tyler remain together and quickly bond with the OG Leto tribe. Meanwhile, Carolyn's activity is lower than the rest of the tribe, and that coupled with her... OG Mausolus label puts a target on her back. On Crete, Jessica blocks Jay. <laughs> Love that. Feeling betrayed that he kept the idol information from her and saved Stephanie with it. Determined to make her own moves in the game from now on, she targets Brett. Uh, uh, the awakening of Jessica. We it love really to see. is an arc. Like she, she has the story arc. We're still in the rough Jessica patch here with her figure being the only one in my memory to be able to figure out how to actually block someone on the chat. Yeah, I didn't even know it was possible. Resourceful. Yeah, I'm here for that. I think Jessica is slowly starting to figure this out with the help of her daughter, who's incredible, featured in one of our her confessionals. Shout out, Hannah. Me, oh, that moved to Hannah. Probably. Yeah, and we heard her say, taking this game less personally. A really good turnaround, actually. So Jay, Brett, and Taylor 
however, target Morgan. They whisper from Dominic. The whisper from Dominic cements her fate, even though Morgan tries a last minute push against Jessica. And even though Bradley votes with her, it isn't enough with Morgan receiving four votes, Jessica two and Brett one. Morgan is voted out. I think huge loss. I put her as one of my winner picks and I was just really impressed with Morgan. So I'd like to see her get another crack at it, I think. She was playing a great game. All of her moves made good sense for her game. I don't know that she made any huge mistakes. She wasn't too big of a target. There was a lot about it that she was doing really well. Yeah, I think Morgan's downfall in the game was no fault of her own. I think other people forced these narratives and perceptions on her, like with her connection to James. And there was Mm -hmm. that whole thing about how they were some duo and she was just doing everything he said and all this, which I immensely disapprove of as a narrative because it was not true. (laughs) But basically then the betrayal happened against James and no matter what she did, she was just swap fucked at that point almost. Yeah, Yeah. it's unfortunate, but it happens. There were plenty of swaps for people to be fucked over this season. Yeah, and any chance she would have had that night to save herself went out the window when Dominic did that whisper and showed everyone on that tribe that she will have allies in the future that will not be you. Yeah, and Dominic unable to control himself from controlling in general. <laughs> God love him. On roads, Haley and Shireen look to keep the original Mausolus numbers and eliminate Erica. However... Lindsay and Will slowly shift the tide towards Rodney to show Ricard they are not playing original tribe lines. And unfortunately, King Rodney is voted out six to one, RIP to a legend. I'm going to be the one to say it. I think this is the perfect place for Rodney to go. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think the novelty had worn off at that point and his inactivity was really hindering his rootability, but also like some other players in the game. We had, a, we had a good bit of Rodney. I hope if we get Rodney again, that he's more active. And then that way it'll be, uh, I'll be rooting for him to go to the, dif- the distance. But uh, here, I think this was a good spot for him to go, unfortunately. He made contact with a lot of the other players. He just didn't say much. He wasn't yeah, someone that anybody would want to root for and keep on their side. Yeah. Yeah, he would just go up and throw out a random target. (laughs) And this is where players gather on the beach as Jeff has another announcement. Once again, it's time to drop their buffs. With 10 players remaining in the game, it's finally time to shake it up and mix these guys together. Crete and Rhodes are dead. The new tribes are Zakros and Mausolus. Both split 5-5 to with members from the original games of Stranded in Crete and Stranded in Rhodes. Now is when the fun begins because... We'll have one more double boot, but really this is the setup to the end game of the season. We've gone through the weeds of all these double boots and shakeups and breakups and all this stuff. Uh, and it's finally time to get to the nitty gritty. So this is where like the real meat of the pre-merge takes place for me. We're talking like day 15, 16. And so, wow, this is like the normal start of a season. We're back at 20 players, double boot coming up after the weekend. And then it's going to be singles the whole way out. It's like, okay reset time yeah i did let them know it would be a the last double boot there was an individual immunity challenge i don't know if it says it here but i do think if i remember correctly it was tyler and ricard ricard yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that was it so they were individually immune do we know this is where it's gonna be oh yeah sticky. i do have it on day, day 18 in the sheet it is there Yeah, Tyler and Ricard, and then they each got the idle clue, and they each got to share it, which normally I wouldn't think would highlight on a podcast episode, but with the fallout of idle clue sharing this season, we're going to have to talk about it. 
Yeah, so I decided to be a little sneaky and make them not be allowed to share the idol privately. So if they wanted someone else to have the idol, we would play a schoolyard pick'em game, which this first one we were going to allow four people to have it, the next one three, the, the one after that two, and finally just share it with one person. But with this, Tyler chooses Taylor, who chooses Stephanie, who chooses Wendell. Alliance Apple forms with Taylor, Tyler, Jess, Haley, and Shireen. What's Apple? Just what they named it. That's yeah. what they named their alliance. Yeah, it's a fruit. Yeah, it's, it's a fruit. Thank you. <laughs> now, that's the only relevance. And bananas came later, I believe. Love that. Shout out to the bananas. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just they're yeah. one of the few alliances bananas. that actually refers to themselves as their alliance chat name, which you don't see often in these games. <laughs> yeah. And on Mausolus, the idle clue sharing goes Jacob. Ricard chooses Jacob, chooses Jeannie, and Jeannie chooses Will. They all just went by, like, time placement. It's probably the most fair thing to do. I don't know. I love this because it, it forces them to expose it. I was hoping someone would choose not to share it because that was an option and let the chain die early. The problem with that would be you sit in Target as the only person with an idle clue. I think the more you spread out the idle clues, probably the better it looks. Uh, I would say, yeah, but on Zachros, definitely like Tyler, Taylor, Stephanie, Wendell. I think that just went right down the order of fastest to slowest. On Mazala's, Jacob was second, but Jacob, when he chose Jeannie, she was not third. So they broke that there with Jacob choosing Jeannie and then Jeannie choosing Will became a huge thing. Dominic Gate. So explain that to us because my memory is shit. I believe this is when Dominic gets very upset with Jeannie for not choosing him. Yeah, so basically when Jacob chooses Jeannie, and to set this up a little bit, there is an alliance that has been made on Mausolus about pairs. So you've got the pair of Jacob and Dominic, the pair of Jeannie and Ricard, and the pair of Will and Lindsay, and they've all decided to work together. And so looking at the how the idle clue was shared, Ricard to Jacob to Jeannie to Will, that makes perfect sense. But Jeannie, Dominic asks her, like right when she gets the opportunity, he's like, pick me. Jeannie, I don't think she sees the I am and she doesn't pick him. She picks Will because it's part of a bigger group to not make Lindsay and Will get suspicious. And Dominic um, decides that meant that Jeannie has broken all trust with him. And he it even starts talking to Jacob about targeting Ricard next as the boot. So this is a, there's a good like three hour, two to three hour conversation that Dominic and Jeannie have where Dominic's telling her about how she didn't show trust. She didn't prove it. Words mean nothing. Actions are everything. She broke that. And Jeannie is responding with, yes, I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I promise you are my ally and the only one I care about. Um, you and Jacob are my final three all the way. I will do anything you say. I will prove it back to you any way I can. I'm so sorry. And that, that went back and forth the whole night. We'll be interested in hearing after the game if Jeannie actually didn't see Dominic's message. She claims that she didn't. And I, I just don't know if I believe that. She's so on top of everything. How could she miss that? I think she chose to do this, but I'm not sure why her what her strategy was or how she feels about it now. But Dominic was so upset just mortally injured over her actions that yep. it was difficult for him to break out of that thought process. Yeah, and Dominic's someone who loves to have a firm control over everything people do. 
And so I think even when something slightly goes outside of his game plan, he can't handle it at all. And Genie felt the wrath of that. And really, he was in a fantastic position on this tribe. But slowly, he begins to piss that away here. At one point, he accuses Judy, or it sounds like he uses language that I could imagine Judy would interpret as accusing him or Judy. her. Jeannie. Um, at one point, Dominic accuses Jeannie of finding the idol and not telling him. It gets oh, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Dominic really goes off the deep end hard. Clue One was also pretty impossible. Uh, nobody was getting it from Clue One. So it was also yeah. really for me. Dominic has a whole just... Actually, I'm going to stop there. We're going to stop there. We could talk okay. about that for a while. Okay. So unfortunately, I think the most tragic two councils of the season of the pre-merge, we lose Stephanie and Brad in one night, which I saw both of them as like huge stars this season. Very upsetting to lose them both in one night. Stephanie had a really good run of saving herself with idols. I think she had two plays successfully on her. And finally, I think that luck had to run out. Uh, third time was the charm, unfortunately. And Brad is just a, a nutcase. I don't know how he's lasted this long, but I was here for it. Uh, and it was really sad to see him go because <laughs> I really thought, hey, he could make the merge being crazy. But uh, fortunately, it caught up to him as well. Yeah, Brad had no chance on that tribe. Because what happened was he didn't make any friends on the previous tribe of that like mixed four and four. And a lot of those players ended up back on um, or a good amount of those players ended up with him here on Mausolus. And they had also been spreading narratives about how untrustworthy Brad was and how much they didn't like him. So they're like three hours into this swap being like, so we're going after Brad and Bradley, right? Like they're on the outs of this group. And that kind of, so both, so Brad never had a chance, which was really sad. Yeah. And Make just Dominic and Brad together was never going to go well. <laughs> it was never going to go smoothly, I don't think. So yes, two unfortunate boots. The next night, we finally have a singles round where only one person will go home. This round, of course, let me make sure I get the tribe. Mausolus wins immunity after their last loss. Well, their, yeah, after this is the back-to-back -back loss for them. No, shit, I'm skipping ahead. So Mausolus wins immunity. Zachros goes to tribal council. Here's where they kind of just all get together and say, Carolyn hasn't been around as much, so we're, it's just an easier boot. However, it did come down at the last minute. There was a big push to get rid of Erica. So it does end up tying for Erica, Carolyn. And Even then though there are nine players. Yes, that's right. This is the council. Okay, yes. Jessica puts in her vote after... She shows up after the votes, like during the tie vote. Erica has completely lost her shit and has started calling out Haley, of all people. And poor Haley's just sitting there like, the fuck is going on? The sweetest player in the game so far, Haley. Probably yeah. doesn't even know what's coming at her. And Erica's just going wild with her accusations. That tribal council was fucking wild. Erica just goes off the deep end, which we know she's crazy already. She clip-flops, but... This was a new level. She was like cursing her out and uh, fighting for her life. She was like convinced she was going home, even though they had the votes. It was just crazy. Yeah. And the way the reason it was so close between Erica and Carolyn was basically like everybody from original, like the Crete game was safe there. But Tyler, Sharon and Haley really wanted to keep Carolyn because 
Carolyn was a huge ally for them, even though she wasn't like around as much. She was loyal to them and they knew it. So in their minds, getting rid of her was a dumb idea. But for the rest of them, they were like, well, Carolyn's not as active. So why would we get rid of Erica over Carolyn? And so that's how that split ended up happening. And yeah, Jessica told people, she told half the tribe she was going to vote Erica. She told half of the tribe she was going to vote Carolyn. And then she disappeared. And then a tie happened. And everybody's freaking out because nobody knows who didn't vote. Jessica just shows up in the middle of the drama and is like, oh, tea. And those votes <laughs> on her own. Is it Wendell that sends Jessica a message saying what the big plan is and that she should vote Carolyn and not Erica and that it'll like better he, for her game long term. Yeah, he starts freaking out. He thinks yeah, that she's Yeah, he did flipped. that at the beginning of Tribal because he didn't know where her vote was and disappeared. So I'm assuming she like read through all of that and had caught up and that's when she decided to make her vote. I'm yeah. really not sure how all of that events, that whole chain of events happened. I know there was some time afterwards too where they were like, <gasps> Tyler must have flipped to save us all from rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved my favorite thing is going back and reading Taylor's confessional because he knows Jessica fucked up again. He's like, no, Jessica's going to cost me this game. He's just like laughing in his confessional. Yeah, his dates there were great because he knew exactly what had happened. They and then so happy that it turned out well and that she went along with the plan and voted out Carolyn. Yes. Then she's yes. back on his good side. Jessica's back on Taylor's good side and all is well again. Not for nothing. Losing Erica here would have been horrendous. And for Carolyn us. was, <laughs> yeah, for us. Carolyn was just like here or there. But Erica was like this huge character that had developed from flip flopping and just a, a train wreck coming. And I did love that. Jess is full on turned into a character this episode, and I have to stand. Before this, in the earlier podcast, we might have been frustrated with her, but now it's like, I understand this character, and I'm so here for it. She plays a unique role, and I, I love all parts of her so far, including the chaos. Yes. The next episode, 17 people left. Akros unfortunately loses again. Also, I think that this is when the idol is found. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, Lindsay finds the idol today. Yes, on, on Mausolus. Or that day. <laughs> so, Lindsay finds the idol. Uh, Jacob and Dom get the final clue, not knowing it's been found. More of Dom's slipping into madness with the whole genie debacle. Just driving his allies nuts, really. But they win immunity again. Sacros goes back to Tribal Council, where the writing's on the wall. Haley knows it's her, which is pretty sad. The most interesting thing to note is that Haley throws a vote on Shireen, which was off script and I think will come back to bite or come into play later in the season. But here, I think it was pretty innocent. I think she's trying to, I don't know. But um, yeah, she didn't know the vote was on her. Everybody was telling her Shireen. Everybody was telling Tyler it was Shireen. So they were telling Tyler, Shireen and Haley that they were voting for Shireen. Because they thought Tyler might have the idol. So they wanted to give ah. a decoy name. Knew he didn't because she had it. Well, nobody, this, uh, this is the other tribe. So nobody had an idol. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So nobody even has the idol. But there, uh, people like Wendell and Taylor are really the ones being like, we should tell them it's Shireen. They wanted to vote Tyler. But Jessica yeah. was like, I'll vote Hallie, Haley, even though she actually wanted to vote Erica. I don't know. That whole thing's yeah. a mess. <laughs> it started but, the night 
with Tyler probably going home, which was a shocker because he had been playing one of the best games. So we were like, oh, is Tyler going to go home here? And I guess it could have been very easily could have been. But they decided to play it safe in case Tyler had an idol. And unfortunately for Haley, it was a dark, it was a dark two councils for Haley. First, yeah. first night she gets cussed out and then this night she's got, she gets the boot. Poor Haley. Sad end to the Halsey arc, by the way. But yeah. it will live on in probably the more, I don't want to say the more interesting, but uh, I would say Lindsay's story has more momentum at this point. So the Halsey arc would live on in a way that none of us expected. And it will take another dark turn <laughs> in the near future. But going into the next council, we're down to 16 castaways, which in a normal season would be the start of a game. But here we are, two-thirds of the way down in the season. Finally, Zakros wins immunity. And this, of course, sends Mausolus to Tribal Council for the first time since the double boot, where we start to see Dominic continue to irritate people through paranoia about the idol, questioning Genie, all over the board, driving people nuts. He didn't want to hear it in the Loser's Lodge, but if he's listening to this podcast, he'll have to hear it. You drove people fucking nuts. You were doing well, and then you just had to micromanage everyone and make sure that they were doing what you wanted. And they were all on your side at the beginning, but you just went so hard on questioning people and with the paranoia and just trying to get them to vote your way that you ended up pushing them all away from you. And I think it's important you hear that, Dominic, because given another shot at this, it would behoove you to go with the flow more often. Even today, I was trying to talk with him about that and how it wasn't us saying that he was playing poorly. It's just us saying that the choices he made to be so persistent and and ask so many times the same questions over such a long period of time that it would turn an ally into someone who thought maybe you weren't as trustworthy as they thought, that you had such... Uh, sort of scattered thoughts and such persistent negative thoughts that maybe this isn't somebody I wanted to ally with after all. And they started looking around for their options. And of course, these are all well allied people. They all had options. Yeah, by no means was Dominic a bad player. If anything, he played too hard, but I'd say he has the chops, obviously. It's just he really... I think this last swap pushed him over the edge and he was just going full blast at all of his allies questioning them wondering if they still had his back and like really trying to interrogate people i think after a certain point that just becomes too much you know yeah Yeah. there's more to when i'm when you're looking for somebody to have as an ally there's more to just their loyalty it doesn't only matter that somebody's going to vote with you and be with you and, and and you make the same decisions together if they are a lot to handle if they take up a lot of your mental capacity and just like talking to them and and making sure that you guys are always like feeling reassured with each other that can get really wearing as a player and sometimes players just think it's better to just cut that person not deal with it anymore and i think that's what happened to dominic i agree i think he also suffered from this being such a long game already and other people and the other players already being on the brink of Emotional yes, fatigue. Yes, that's true. Definitely. Oh, he'd for be in sure. the merge for sure in another season. And then I'd still think he'd probably go like mid-jury in another season just from overplaying it. But I think the bigger takeaway, Dominic talked about his previous gaming experience and that's all valid. And certainly we have other players this season with previous gaming experience in different realms that are still doing very well, like Jay. 
But I think games like this are just so much more intense. There's so many more active players and they're longer. They're just wild that I think you have to pace your game. And I don't think he did that appropriately. And that's why he was booted. Now, this is a longer season than even normal stranded seasons. That definitely has a a factor in his boot. But I'm just talking to Dominic directly because I know he's had a hard time with his boot and he's been given a hard time in the Loser's Lodge. So I'm just giving him advice on future stranded endeavors and letting him know that we know he was a good player this season. He was one of our stars. We don't want him to feel bad about the experience. So... I think that's important to be said. But yeah, here- I'll say here too that I think that the probably the two players who got screwed over the most by the Aegean Sea Twist, I think would have been James and Dominic. James is a good call out too. Yeah, James, uh, his boot, uh, did that happen yet? We talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Oh yeah, there was a double. Sorry, James. No, James totally was James. playing well. I think he had the appropriate amount of aggressiveness. It's just there weren't many options. So he got caught in a swap a bad swap but here dominic goes six to bradley's three in the next round we see zacros the little tribe that could win their second immunity in a row sending mausolus back to tribal council which will even things up on zacros erica wants to flip again to work with shireen and tyler to vote out jessica they want to lull lulling taylor brett jessica into a split vote plan to create a 3-2-2 with Wendell knowingly voting wrong. The 3-2-2s that never were. OG Leto yeah. and the Sacros tribe. We, we had these 3-2-2 split plans with blindsiding on the split with Wendell involved and knowing full well what was happening both times and we never got <laughs> either of them. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best because that shit probably is, has so many variables down what would happen. But they win immunity. So on Mausolus, they plan to split the votes on Jay and Jacob but Bradley is also still a name on the table. They lose the challenge after Lindsay royally flubs it, like, really bad. She costs the tribe the, the challenge. Claims not like, to have thrown it. Yeah, I don't think she threw it. I just think I don't she think she threw it. I think she read the I instructions wrong. I don't think she wrong. did either. I do, mm. too. I think she didn't realize how big of a penalty they would be for getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it she sounds like she thought she had to submit the answers within three minutes or there would uh. be a penalty. I think that's how she read it, based on how I read her confessional. It was just, if you submit the answers, any wrong answer is a three-minute penalty to uh, clear that up for any listeners who are not. Yeah, and I'm not someone who likes reading rules, so I try to make these as uh, plain language as possible. But still, this season we have multiple misreading of instructions. (laughs) Come back to bite people. But everything ends up okay for Lindsay. Bradley overwhelmingly becomes the majority vote and leaves seven to one. Kind of sad because Bradley had just started to to really get his hands dirty. But really, Bradley was lacking in the social department in a big way. I think notably, most people just couldn't relate to like tennis as much as Bradley did. Yeah, his personality really did become just nice guy who plays tennis to the rest of the cast, which is not what we saw in our confessionals. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had high hopes that Bradley would would come out of his shell and be the villain that we knew he could be. I think he was waiting for merge. I think he also didn't think he had to do too much this round after the Dominic blind side. He probably thought he was okay. In terms of how the vote shifted, like Jacob just did a really good job responding after the Dominic blind side. He like just adapted really well. He made it his only focus was making sure he was not going to be the vote that day. And then Jay 
work. This is where I was talking about Jay earlier, what I wanted to talk about. Like Jay went into like the woodwork on this swap tribe. He did like basically nothing the first three votes, the first two votes. And here he's in super danger. And the smartest decision for everybody on this tribe is to vote him off. And somehow he convinces Lindsay and Jeannie and Ricard that he is the person who should be kept. Yeah, he goes into detail in his very long-winded and, sorry to say, monotone confessionals, (laughs) which we appreciate the effort, but they are a lot to listen to. Yeah, he just did so much work. And this is truly a case of, like, him just being really good at the game and not just, like, a flashy player. Like, he just really understands people and understands how to maneuver a situation. I'm super impressed with Jay, especially after this round, because, like, he, the writing was on the wall. He was going home. And he talked his way out of it, which is very hard to do. But he was able to. Yeah, because Will really wanted to keep Bradley. Yeah, I would say, I'm going to say this. I think we have the makings of a stranded legend with Jay. I think given enough chances, enough all-star material, I think he's going to be one of our best players that we have seen. And that doesn't happen very often. So I'm very impressed with Jay. I could be setting him up for a, a horrible target in the future <laughs> with that statement. We'll be so but. sad if this if this turns out poorly. But yeah, he's got the scrappiness. He's got the friendliness. He's, he's sort young. of he's a guy everybody wants to hang out with. He's interesting to talk to. He's willing to do anything to save his own ass. So, oh, and in anything, he means anything. I think he, he would probably dance on top of a cake if it would help his game. And then compare that to Bradley's efforts, which just weren't there this round. It it was a no contest. Yeah, this is purely effort on Jay's part. And it's really hard to do because if you show too much effort, you're the the big threat. So it takes some serious finesse to be able to convince people to keep you. Yeah, especially when, because he faced adversity before he heard about that possible blindside with Brett way back in the day, three weeks before this uh, happened. He faced that adversity. He was able to keep momentum away from a blindside against him. He was able to reintegrate. He can make allies across every area. And I think he just plays a really well-balanced game. Yes. I guess let's just talk a little bit about the merge, because finally with 14 players left, drop their buffs and it's time to merge into the new Delos tribe. I think this is a, I mean, we knew it was going to be a good group because there's so many people to, to weed through, but I'm, I really am impressed with this season overall. This is going to be a fun merge. I guess let's just, I don't want to talk about every person. We'll do that later, but at least the highlights, I'm looking forward to Tyler and Taylor's friendship across game lines. I'm looking forward to Erica tearing up this merge. Erica Wendell is a great duo. Wendell is an incredible player. Jay, of course. Lindsay, Rachel, Ricard, so many good players. Even like the Will, Lindsay, Shireen dynamic is super interesting. Will going rogue and making alliances. Jeannie and Tyler, Taylor and Tyler, Tyler and Rachel. There's just so many different dynamics going on here. I, I haven't even mentioned Jessica. It's just, this is going to be a crazy group. The, I think the one person I would love to see more from that we haven't seen is probably Brett. I think yes. Brett has a, has, a, has a lot to offer, but we haven't seen it yet. Only like glimpses. Shireen is finally coming out of her shell with confessionals and she's getting into it with Lindsay over Haley. But uh, Brett, we have yet to see from. So I think he's a sleeper threat. I think 
I'd like to see what happens with him. Winner picks at this point. What do we think? God. I know there's so many good players. We're thinking who we think is going to win or who do we want to somehow win this season? Well, give us both. <laughs> Let me think about this for a second. Susie, go first. That's your I boy. think he's playing an under it's the radar great. game. That's a good he's pick. Got a, he's got a lot of support. He has great alliances. He He's not perceived as in charge of anything, and yet he is aligned very closely with those that are perceived that way. I just like his chances. That's good For pick. similar reasons, but on the opposite of the original game, I'm going to say Taylor. Oh, that's a mm. good pick. That's a great pick. I love that. <laughs> uh, he's so underrated. He gets overshadowed by the Jays and the Tigers. And he got but... some. He got a lot more attention the past couple of rounds because he really made a name for himself on that swap tribe. But I think now that they're merged, Jay's going to take back all of that attention. Yeah. If now I have no idea what's going to happen on Sunday, but there are talks about. Jessica, maybe a boot. I don't know. But if that happens, I think that would actually be really good for his long term game. Yeah. So that's kind I of why I'm people. thinking it'll work for him if he loses an ally early in this merge. He will be able to take attention off of himself, reintegrate really well. And I think that'll work for him. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate because those non threatening players, it's a good way to get to the finals, but the early early boots on these huge merge tribes are often something that everyone can agree on so if it's a wild card like jessica that might be enough for everyone to be like eh, let's get rid of her and take out that variable entirely and like no one has to really fight for her so but that's a trying danger. to push brett for the same reason that's those are the two who are out of it so that this is a dangerous time for them i'm gonna say for a winner pick i'm gonna go with wendell i know he's in the front hmm. but he has a great way of remaining out mm -hmm. of people's target zone. Who I would love to win is Erica. I was going to say Erica, yeah. <laughs> that would be a fantastic storyline. Or Lindsay would just be out of this world for storyline purposes. But yeah. I think I any way where Erica ends up in the final three and the majority of the jury votes for her is a season I want to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> or <laughs> just in the final three and gets ripped to shreds. Either way, we're here for that. I would love uh, sorry, I would love to see Jessica win just for the story arc. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm afraid we might see her go. I just don't mean people I don't want to win. In fact, I'd be cool with anybody in this merge. Now, I say yeah, that. It's really rare we come into a merge with 14 players and be like, yeah, I'd like all, uh, any of them could win and I'll be happy. But I do think that's true to a point. I don't want to curse anything, but these players are so good. They've been so dynamic this whole time. I think it's just going to continue. Yeah, it, you know what it is? It's that they're all strong characters. And so we can invest yeah. in them. And they've gotten rid of all the players who were touch and go, like the Bradleys, the Carolyns, where we liked them a lot, but they weren't as invested as some of the other players, or at least they weren't outwardly showing that. But here, I think the people left are. And so that's exciting. So we'll Very close it out. We look forward to this merge. There's still two weeks left, which a normal season, that would be halfway point. But we're past that. They still got a long way to go. I think people are going to start cracking. I think Lindsay has started cracking. But we'll talk about that in the next podcast. I guess the, the length of the season and the amount of people is just wearing on people. And I think after another week of brutal merge gameplay, some people are just going to fucking lose it. But we're here for that. <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah, from <laughs> our sadistic side, like, we're here for that. But also, like, 
we want people to still have fun. Pacing will be important. I might throw in some like fun, stupid shit just to keep people from losing their minds and leaving. But so far it's been fantastic. I very much look forward to this merge. I think I'm gonna close it out there. So this has been Pootie. I 